This is Mark. And this is Kenny. And this is all I want to do is talk about Yitzhak. This is all I want to do is talk about Madonna. Album 12, track 10. Isaac. Madonna is back. Yes. Oh, thank la- God. Oh. Yeah. We haven't heard an mm since Frozen. Oh, I just want to backstroke in those, that music, that voice. Oh, backstroke. Well, I want to backstroke through it. Oh. I love it. I love it. All right. Listen, let's be honest. I need to be honest first. Okay. That if there was a song I'd cut from this album, this would be the one, but I'm not cutting it and I don't want to cut it. Well, I don't think, I think we can cut it. It's too it's late to too cut late. it. I mean, but this is the song where, like, almost always, I would skip. I'd be like, it's it's the longest song on the album. It's long, yeah. And I feel like it's the one song on the album. I'm just putting the negatives first because then I want to talk about all the things I love. Okay, that it's the one song on the album where I feel like they really pushed this song to be a danceable song when, in fact, I think it's a ballad. Like it's a ballad and that they've put beats on or made it like a, to make a, it like, like to fit thing. with the rest of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, Madonna wrote this with Stuart Price, but I feel like there's all kinds of other uncredited people on this. The, the text is, is an ancient text. There's lots of inspirations from poetry from from the 16th and 15th century. Yeah. And actually, I think that there's like. It's it's kind of a, a a sonic reference to a song by Ofrahaza. Oh, over oh, oh, bring it up, Ofrahaza. <laughs> yeah, one of our listeners actually pointed to the song by Ofrahaza, which is called Im Ninalu, which is the same words or phrase that Isaac uses as in the song Isaac from the same poem, which is uh, "If the doors are locked," which we'll talk about more in a minute. Mm-hmm. But this. 
Um, he would have known Ofer Haas's version because it was from the late 80s and she was so popular. So here's a little bit of her. was the Madonna of the East, and yes. she was an Israeli singer. Um, and she popped up on a lot of uh, late 80s, early 90s soundtracks, including Prince of Egypt. Uh, mm-hmm. And Hans Zimmer made her like a, vo- a, a wordless vocalist in the score of that. And she's on the Dick Tracy soundtrack. Yes. Not the Madonna, I'm Breathless music from inspired by the film Dick Tracy, obviously. Though she may be one of the girls in more. We don't know. <laughs> she's, she's not. She's not one of the girls in more. But she's on the, the, the other soundtrack that yeah. was made. And in America, I'd say like she's most famous for her the, sa- the sample of her that's pulled on uh, Pump Up the Volume. On the record. I'm waiting for somebody to do a biography film about Ofer Haza because she seems like she's ripe for the picking. Like she's her story is so interesting and the people surrounding her are so interesting. And then sort well, of how she passed away. Yeah, is also- she she died of AIDS related uh, illness. Yeah. Um, but she worked with everybody. I mean, yeah. she did duets with Paula Abdul, Whitney yeah. Houston. I mean, Sisters of Mercy, all kinds of people. Yeah. Um, and her stuff. I mean, she was just on a Grand Theft Auto video game her voice was one of her songs was on that and she she's she has this kind of like i don't know there's this like she's like a cross between selena and shirley bassey Uh and there's this kind of like she's she feels like she's a dame but she was pristinely beautiful and exotic and i love the the voice has that kind of like high beauty but there's a lot of personality in it yeah for Just sure. like Madonna's. Yeah. I, I'm I'm also this this, you know, and we're gonna talk about it when we get to push. Um, this is a a, a point in the record where um, I feel like Madonna realizes we're running out of time. So she's going to cram all the messages and the thoughts and the ideas into these last few songs. And um 
it, it, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not that it's not good. It's not that it doesn't make sense on the album, but there's something about this song that feels very um, crowded and clustered and not uh, claustrophobic almost. I know what you mean. Like there's a lot of sound in this and it's very busy and busier than, and not in a way that's thoughtful, like where there's, it's not layered, it's busy. You know, I I tend to think this is my own, you know, impulse is that, yeah, she co-wrote it with Stuart Price, but that Stuart wasn't really into this song. Yeah. Like that it was really Madonna pushing and saying, this is what I need and what I want. And that he was trying to serve it, you know, which he did. He serves it. And there's a lot of interesting things in the song, but I don't think that it's like, um, their best songwriting together as a partners. No, no, this feels um, like an assignment song for him and for him, but it actually, I mean, I think it also lays the groundwork for like his future. Like I think of Aphrodite, I think of the scissor sister record night work that he works on after this. And I think he learned a lot doing this song that he serves those records with, because there's some similarities of like, a kind of the way that you, like you said, the song feels like it's slower and more thoughtful and wants to take more of its time. And yet it can't be that for this. And so they have to find a way to make it work. And I feel like there's a lot of songs on those albums as well that have that similar challenge. Mm. And I think he learned how to do it here. Interesting. I would not have connected that. I mean, Nightwork to me is a perfect album. And I think like that album, those songs do slow down when they need to, and they don't, he, there's nothing pushed onto those, any of those songs. Oh, I, I disagree, but we can talk about that oh. when we talk about Scissor Sisters. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I do love me some Jake Shears, but anyway, um, I think that in this case there it's the song is sort of at odds with itself. I think that, but that all being said, I see why I don't believe that she's cramming ideas into the second half. I believe that there's something very methodical and interesting. We go from, are you ready to jump? Let's take a jump. We got to take a risk to where are you uh, jumping to and how high, how high, right? What are you going to do? Okay. I I know I'm in this cycle. I need to break the cycle. And here we are in Isaac where, you know, this song is about like um, looking for searching for meaning, right? It's yeah. like, um, I'm looking at the heavens in this hell that binds your hands. Will you sacrifice your comfort, make your way in a foreign land, sacrifice your comfort, the cycles I've just previously been talking about and how high to go to do something that's going to make me scary. That's going to scare me. Wrestle with your darkness, my needs for fame and fortune. Angels call your name. Something higher is calling me. Can you hear what they're saying? Will you ever be the same? I'm hearing the message that I need to look for, go for something bigger, but can I do it? Um, I think it's interesting too, that the original title of this song was fear of flying. Oh yeah. And, and it had a kind of the, the draft of it was called fear of flying. So like, you know, you've got jump, how high fear of flying, like the, the soaringness idea of like, and that's, that's where I think the song is really beautiful is when it's the vocals allow that wordless vocal allows it to soar. That's when I'm like, okay. And, and I see where that fear of flying is in that in those moments in the song. And we have the singer, Isaac, who she says the song is based on, or that's why the song is given this name. You know, what he's saying in Hebrew is like, 
you know, if if the gates of or the if the gates of the rich are closed, the gates of heaven will always be open. So mm-hmm. it's not about what's here in the material world. It's thinking larger than that. And that's sort of like as she's going mm, that we're going uh, if the gates are closed, if the gates are closed, if the gates are open, you can make this, you can make this. Yeah. Um, my favorite part of the song, besides the 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 mm's, yeah. um, which of course always warm my heart, and I wish there were more. Um, is the lyrics when she's like, remember, remember, never forget. All uh, of you has been a test. You will find a gate that's open, even though your spirit's broken. Open your heart. Open up my heart and cause my lips to speak. Bring the heaven and the stars down to earth for me. that is gorgeous and it and it is a it's madonna at her most nurturing she's like come there's safety there's there's um peace there's joy she's she's identifying with the suffering her own suffering other people's suffering and it's like there's a place for you here and i love that I mean, I feel I like she's talking that. to herself. Like she's like, remember, remember self. Never forget all of your life has been a test. Like remember why you're here and what you're yeah. doing. Yeah. So that you can go do the thing you need to do, right? And think about how you can find this new opening, this new way of living. And in that way, the song really like really resonates for me. Yeah. Like, um, has a more important place on this album than I gave it credit for initially. Like to me, this is the emotional, spiritual the peak. peak of the album. Yeah, it's totally the peak. And I, and and the other thing, the other thing that's really interesting is the way that the song also includes references to Abraham and Isaac, the Bible story where Abraham is called upon by God to sacrifice his son, and it's that idea of their life is going to be tests, and that's the ultimate to me in the Bible. And I love me some Old Testament storytelling i love the drama and the angst and the god is is causing famines and god is mean in the old testament and bad but abraham and isaac was always one of my favorite stories because it really is the ultimate sacrifice that god is asking abraham to make and he's willing to make it and it's kind of the allusions to that are we are going to be tested we are going to be challenged maybe not as ultimately as Abraham is, but we are going to find way they are the world and the universe is going to find ways to continue to test us. And we have to stay brave and we have to stay focused and we have to stay um, connected to the larger goal and the larger destination of where you're trying to go. Yeah. I mean, I think also to, to build on that, I think um, it's also about being open to listening to that test, meaning some people, 
are fine to not hear the call of God or spirit or light or whatever it is that, you know, is the higher thing that you're going to reach for and are happy not to climb the mountain, you know, or, you know, won't take the challenge. But Madonna is also saying like, I need, I need, I'm ready to go to the next level, you know, whatever that level is and whatever that test is going to be, I'm, I want to take it. I want to, I want to challenge myself to break out of the, the norms that I've accepted or of uh, the cycles that I've become part of, you know, and look like, well, what is calling to me? How can I be open to the heavens, to the angels, to whatever, you know, you want to call that, that is asking for something more, more from me. And where will I get the power to, respond to that. Do you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just trying to think of, of moments in our own lives where that is the case and like how, when we're called, when we're challenged and when there's a moment that you're, you're kind of, I mean, I, I, I always, I always, I don't go to church very often. And I, I think this is a song about religion, obviously. And, um, but I was thinking today and, you know, I was, I was walking around um, yesterday and I noticed that one of the churches in my, one of my big bugaboos about New York City is that all of the churches stay locked, which I know is a security issue, obviously, but also they're just always bolted unless their services. And yesterday I walked by a church and the church's doors were unlocked and open. And I was like, oh my gosh, that never happens. Um, And I, you know, I, I always... I think I, I'm always grappling with this idea of whether or not I should be going to church more and I don't go enough. And I, but I'm always so grateful when I do and when I'm there and it reminds me of that higher thing. And I, I, I always know the day is going to be better after I've gone because I've taken that hour to be still and to stay focused and and just be with my thoughts and and my faith and and whatever that form takes for you and i th- i think people use meditation and stuff to do that but like also this idea of like what how are we tapping into that strength that's going to keep us focused the way that madonna is is it through studying Kabbalah like she does? Um, Is it through playing this song first thing in the morning? Can you imagine like listening to this song, like having your alarm wake to this song and starting every day with this song, what that would do? Should we try it? Yeah, let's put it on our like alarms. (laughs) Do you have a song that plays for your alarm? Um, I do, I do. Um, right now it's a song by Michelle and Degeo Cello called Good, Good, Good. It's on her new record. And it is kind of a meditative, like birds chirping and awakening kind of thing. It's a very meditative opening and it plays every morning.
so good, good What you gonna do with me? I know how to go I know how to slow What's that good, good? Who's that hey, hey? I know what you see I know what you need Drop that attitude Get in that gratitude Big but that's for you Hey, there is um, first the singer on this is his name is Yitzhak Sinwani. Sinwani, or Yitzhak is another name for Isaac or the Hebrew name for Isaac. Um, He um, follows her to go on tour with her when she goes does the confessions tour as well, and she does this song on on the tour in a really beautiful, powerful version of the song. Yeah. I think um, he also, we'll he sings, um, he sings on paradise, but not for me as well. Yeah. 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 It's well, beautiful. Know. I think, and, and th- that was where I really got into the song. I remember when I, and we'll talk about this when we get to confessions, I had a friend, a casual Madonna fan who was with us and he went to get us all drinks during Isaac. And I was like, you're, this is the whole point of this whole show is Madonna playing guitar and Yitzhak and her singing Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Even before the album was released, the song caused controversy. The Kabbalah rabbi said it was blasphemous to sing. Yeah. Isaac Luria, who is the 16th century scholar who founded Kabbalah. Yeah. In its modern form. And, but Madonna was like, it's not about him. It's not about him. It's the, I, I named I it know, after my friend. Isaac, I want to know where they the met. Song. I want to know where her and Yitzhak Sinwani met. And well, I want to know how long they've been friends. I want all the tea. I want Yitzhak to, to, to put out a book. About his relationship with a pamphlet, a pamphlet about uh, yeah. his relationship with Madonna. I and, think I can uh, do it in a tweet. I mean, <laughs> in a tweet. I mean, we met at the grocery store. <laughs> we probably met at Kabbalah or through her Kabbalah teachers, yeah. well, I presume. But yeah. regardless, you know, I I can't tell, you know, if it was actually, you know, there's nothing in it that sounds like it's about specifically about Isaac Luria, but it could have been that she was dedicating the song to him. And then when she heard all this controversy, she's like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not engaging in this, you know? Well, and, and, and the song, I mean, I, I love that he's on the song because it does. I think he's like the only other voice on the song. Maybe Stuart Price is on a couple of things in backups, but like, so much of it is just Madonna's voice and it's, it's, it's like he's coming down from the mountain. Um, and it gives it this kind of authenticity and, and, um, globalness that I think she's trying to aim for with this album even. And, um, and I love that he's on it. And I love that it was kind of this random thing where they just had him come in and he did one take of the song and it was perfect. And that's what they, and they just use snippets of it throughout the, song i love that yeah yeah I'd it's like a lot it more organic and but you know madonna can't have a, an album cycle without a, some controversy and this was about as controversial as you got on this record <laughs> yeah yeah and she was i in interviews i love when she talks about it and she's just like um well it bothered me that people jumped to conclusions and made up something that didn't exist it i i never wrote a song about isaac loria um that's the part. The controversy doesn't bother me, but I'd like it to be controversy based on truth. The song isn't about any person. Um, I called the song Isaac because the man who sings on the record is named Isaac. And I couldn't think of another name for the song, so I just called it Isaac. But these, uh, these Jewish leaders, these rabbis, even threatened to throw you out of the Kabbalah community. Did it shock you? They were that... Oh, they threatened to do that, didn't yeah. they? They can't do that. You can't throw anybody out of the Kabbalah community. That's ridiculous. 
she doesn't talk a lot about the spirituality in this album. And this is yeah. like, this is, you know, again, I'm just pointing to this line, get together, feature lovers, let it will be jump. How high Isaac and maybe push, you know, yeah. seven of the 12 songs are really big songs about spirituality and, um, and finding purpose and finding ways to survive and move forward and take risks, you know? Um, and so, and, but I also think that that's part of why, why, um, people really can reconnected with this album is like, yes, you got the beats. Yes. You got the hooks. Yes. You got the pop songs, but th- I, I do feel like the, the fan base really loves philosophical Madonna. And I think they were all looking for tools as we all were. I mean, uh, you know, 2000, 2005, 2006 was a, was a huge time in my life of like grappling with like, okay, I've kind of come out of like this weird tunnel of life. What, what are my kind of like credos for the next, you know, chunk of time. And I definitely took a lot from this album of being like, you know, careful what you wish for if you're pursuing fame and care, you know, you have to have a spiritual base. You have to think of the bigger picture of a connectedness amongst it. We're all, um, we're all held accountable by each other and that that collective energy and i think it's all in this song it's all embodied in this song and on this album in a lot of ways generous people you know will, will, even if they don't stop you know the, the gates of women are always open and he's describing the sky and the angels how they sit you know in front of the, the light that's what it's about Amen to that. The angels in the light. Till next time. Bye.